comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. now recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and abe has taken off because we are doing our second recording in the same night uh, another commentary episode out now is normally a film podcast as abe and i discussing new movies weekly but every now and then we like to do special bonus episodes such as this one this is going to be a commentary for evil dead 2 we uh we had so much fun doing our commentary for the first evil dead that we figured why not just keep going so um we're we're still here same people, if you've listened to the first one already, or if you just really like don't like Evil Dead 1, you're like, I'm just going to skip to Evil Dead 2. Good on you for joining in on the, the fun that we've already been having. Uh, joining me to discuss Evil Dead 2, I have... I don't have, I don't have intros ready, because I didn't prepare this. So I, just have, I have Brandon Peters. Swallow this. And Jim Dietz. Groovy. Uh, joining us later, perhaps, might be Jordan Grout as well, but uh, for now, it's just going to be us three talking about Evil Dead 2, the sequel to Evil Dead. Still starring Bruce Campbell, still directed by Sam Raimi, and featuring much more in the way of hilarity and gore. So there you go. Um, we have the movie queued up right now about seven seconds in with the, the logo, the, one of the studio logos, Rosebud Releasing Corporation. That's where we have the movie paused. So if you are, in fact, watching this movie while listening to our commentary, that's where you should have it paused. And then I'm going to count down from three, two, one, go, and we're all just going to start and uh, you know talk about Evil Dead 2. So yeah, that's you know brief intro right there. We're just gonna go right into it because it's it's late for these guys and uh, why why stop? Let's just let's just move ahead. <laughs> so all right, guys, you ready? I'm rosebudding. Okay, let's do it. I count down three, two, one, go. Okay, so. Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. It uh, it, it basically uh, tries to it tries to do a bit of a it's a bit of a remake because it, it, it uh, Sam Raimi could not get the rights to um, the first to use footage from the first Evil Dead, so he figured, well, we'll just kind of reshoot some of the the basic story elements just so we can get our characters back to where they need to be. So that's kind of why the movie repeats itself and feels a little. Uh, a little deja vu because the, it's not just Ash went back to the same cabin. It's more of, wouldn't that be weird, though, if it was that, though, if that was the case? Ash just, just went back to the same cabin for some reason. <laughs> I mean, part of it, too, I mean, sequels easily got away with just basically be a retread back in the day, too, because video wasn't, like, booming like it was. And then the first one was kind of, I mean... It was, it was a small success, but it was a little movie, so you can see a bigger studio being like, ah, no one really saw the first ones, and we're going to try to bring in a... Even though there's a two in the title, a general audience, so they were able to replay the same old tricks with a bigger budget. Dead by Dawn. Ooh, fancy credits. Into a tunnel. Very artistic. I love yeah. that. It actually is kind of fun. I, I love this movie, just to put that out right now. I, I um... This is same one. car from the first one. Yep. The same car scene in many Raimi films, almost all of them that 
have a, a time period that could apply. Um, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love this has the kind of the perfect blend of of horror and comedy that just makes me love watching this movie. It's so awesome model work. Look right? at that. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> the budget, guys. It shines. It's a Raimi's model car too. Right? Yeah. But yeah, everything about this film I just absolutely adore. It's just so frenetically paced. It's so funny. It's so crazy gore. It's like it's comic gore in this movie. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, my personal is a preference is the first one. I don't know, uh, maybe because I have more time with it, but this one is very good. I think the whole series is very good. Yeah. <laughs> I love how, because Bruce Campbell now that it's just two of them opposed to four or five people in the last movie, he now occupies the role of being both like the jerk and the hero at the same time, and it's a fun it's a fun way to separate the Bruce Campbell of the first Evil Dead with the Bruce Campbell of this Evil Dead. He yeah. he has he has a more of a, a cocksure attitude in this in this in this movie. And he's more a, he's the a, Ash. He's just, yeah. he's more of the Ash we all know and love than than the Ash in the first movie. Yeah, he's he's got confidence. <laughs> yeah, like this Ash, much like how like like Lethal Weapon Two is a Lethal Weapon movie, this Ash is the Ash that we all know. Like the first Lethal Weapon's kind of different, but then Lethal Weapon Two kind of sta- sets a standard for it. The yeah. it, it kind of follows that same pattern. Bookcase, bookcase is gonna stop this Ash. Hello, bookcase, my old nemesis. <laughs> and we go establishing a character through the picture. Huh? Yeah, this one, this one. I mean, it pretty much. While we get the retread of the first movie, it it still is retreading the first movie through, you know, money shots and uh, sequences. But we get maybe two steps forward compared to where we left off the last movie yeah. by the end of this, right? Yep. Yeah, but a deeper mythology established surrounding. It's interesting. I was really when I first. I, it took me a little while to come to an appreciation of this movie because when I first saw it, I was like. Well, that was just pretty much the first one again. It was a little disappointing, but it's really its own thing, as much as it has in common with the first one. Yeah, I didn't really think you had to fill in all this about the Necronomicon, though. I didn't really think it was needed so much. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Like the, yeah. Oh, like the opening monologue and then this. and I mean, it's inter- I, mean I know he's, what he's doing. He's trying to tie it into a more meaningful, in a more meaningful way than he did in the first movie rather than just being like a MacGuffin to get the, the zombies rolling or whatever, but um, I didn't think it needed this much. I like the yeah. kind of the gobbledygook that's being speed out through this movie, just because of the way that she, the, the, the female character has to deliver it later on, <laughs> like with the most intensity yeah. possible. It's, 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 I mean, there for the uninitiated. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. But giving, also showing what some of what we only heard in the last one. We get a face to the guy, and he has a family, and... Drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time there's the first person tracking shot, like this, and you have drinks. I, the, um, we skipped over it a little bit, but when, when uh, it shows the shots of um, him recording it, there's that, the shot of her, of the of the um, the mother in the background, that's kind of, it's creepy to me. I like, it's, for a movie that I don't really get scared by compared to the first Evil Dead, I, there, it does have some effective shots in it. I think that's one of them. It's just kind of creepy. Yeah. I, I think this movie still delivers scares. That's what that's the really big triumph of it. As funny as it is, you 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 get the comfort because you're laughing and then you're scared. That's because true. You're not Plus, I mean, it, 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 
the first movie is very much of its time in that, like I said, that heyday of slasher movies, low budget horror movies, etc. This is almost like a spoof of that. You know, I yeah. mean, enough time had passed by the time this had come out that that genre was ready for you know that that balloon to be popped, as it were, and and you know added a little humor and satire to the horror. You know, so uh, I think that's why this resonated as you know as well as it did with audiences at the time. It was you know it's about time for somebody to make fun of it. It certainly know? adds to Bruce Campbell's performance because he has that ability to make it where you're certainly invested with him because you want him to live because he's like he's Bruce Campbell, but he's also very much playing up the the amount of torture he's being given throughout this night and you know his glances and the way he uses his physical comedy and physical movements and it, it, it it's it's effective in yes making not necessarily making fun of itself but knowing the kind of movie that it is lightning strike that moon on blu-ray is great <laughs> how does it look on dvd though probably not as good and yeah, that's here we go. Here's the the end of the first movie right now. I think it really pays off the extension. Yeah, because I mean, it, this could be an opportunity to fail right here, and it just uh, it exceeds. Well, I think a lot of the best parts of the first movie are Bruce Campbell fighting, you know, the Deadites. So you know, you just decided to take the best part of that movie and make it longer. Yeah. And now we and get, yeah. Now we get the this Deadites going crazy. I'd love to see like the dailies on that footage of him just being like pushed through trees. This is one of the weirdly funny scenes to me, where he just like takes like eight breaths in his water for like no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like nonstop. He's only one of two people we ever see in the series to be possessed and then fine, right? The next being the girl from Army of Darkness. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. He'll actually make a full recovery, I guess, of sorts. Good, uh, good fog use right here. And again, there's no real continuity established here involving how he turns... I mean, you assume it's daytime is what takes it away, but... Later on, he just kind of turns back for no real reason. <laughs> or that it's just them continuing to mess with him. Yeah, that's really what it is. That's kind of that's why I kind of like it. Because it's just like, the whole thing is just he's possessed. And they know it, and they'll just do whatever they want to to mess with him because they feel like messing with him. <laughs> it's it's a metaphor for how Sam Raimi makes Bruce Campbell act in these movies. It's a metaphor for how, Bruce Ra- how Sam Raimi likes to mess with his actors in general. <laughs> It's a metaphor for how Sam Raimi got shafted by the Hollywood system as well. <laughs> Things just happen. So, so this one was made because Raimi's second film, Crime Wave. Yeah, it didn't do so well. Cool. And he went back back to the well. Co-written by the Cohen brothers. Yes. Now, wasn't Joel Cohen like a uh, second unit or something on the original Evil Dead? He was an assistant editor. Yeah, Ra- yeah, for those who don't know, Raimi and the Cohen brothers—they uh, they're they're good friends from back in the day. Like they're yeah, they shared they shared a house. Raimi, the Cohen brothers, uh, Holly Hunter, Kathy Bates, and Bruce Campbell. Yeah, they all shared a house. They're all great in friends. LA. And uh, uh, let's see, Raimi co-wrote the Hudsucker Proxy. He has a cameo in Miller's Crossing. 
uh, Bruce Campbell's in a lot of the Coen Brothers films in, gen- in always like some random small role, like a very small cameo. It's with the early ones, particularly. And Holly Hunter did Raising Arizona and Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Raising Arizona, which is another movie I didn't see for a long time. I watched that after I've, you know, of course, loved Evil Dead, the Evil Dead trilogy, and I'm like, wow, they, they, there is so much raminess in that movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Especially that that long like chase scene, like it's it's so kind of wacky and the the, the early early in both of their careers they seem to really rub off on each other quite a bit. Yeah, a lot of talent in that house. Yeah. House Ramy Cohen. <laughs> it's my favorite uh my favorite Game of Thrones character. John Ramy Cohen. John Ramy Cohen. He's he's going to the wall, I think. The hills have eyes. I mean, the house has eyes. <laughs> and it's funny, too. I noticed in Cabin in the Woods, the cabin they used looks exactly like this cabin. Oh, yeah. Very much. Yeah. Like, like, was, almost exactly. As does Totally the, meant to evoke it. As does the cabin towards the end of Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Another Coen Brothers film. Yeah. That bridge. I love that. It's kind of whoa. <laughs> he just kind of real. I should have been looking at the road just then. And here we go. Here's the the no into the camera shot. <laughs> How angry he is. The over. If there, were any, if there were any scenery in this shot, he could chew it. The overacting here is fantastic. <laughs> no, you bastards. It's like a Shatnerian you no know, or uh, uh, Charlton Heston no. It's a Charlton, yeah. I was gonna say he's 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 really channeling Charlton Heston, or perhaps Hugh Jackman and Wolverine, right? All those screams up into the camera. What the sun's been out for ten minutes? Yeah, right, the sun's going down. <laughs> Done. Time works a little differently in these woods. Nobody's dripping blood on that projector. Daylight savings time <laughs> got me again. Okay, now this is. My favorite, like, first-person perspective of this movie. Because <laughs> it's super long. And, and, and like, the car, it, like, it's going to turn, cuts away, comes back, and it's driving away. It's just so much fun. <laughs> Turning, gets there, cuts, it's driving. <laughs> Pitch black now. More fog. Time works a little differently here. Segment guest directed by Hal Needham. (laughs) (laughs) Crash, go through the windshield all the way in. That wasn't the worst thing that's happened to him today. Nope. Not the back windshield, too. Like that's a good shot. Like how did they accomplish that? Through the clinch those butt cheeks, Ash. The trees are coming. Hey, here we go. I love this. The door's gone, so now it gets in. And he's running all through this house. He smashes every door. He smashes through. How big is this house? It's ridiculous. Never mind the looking. Secret passageways. Yeah, right. <laughs> Never mind looking up and noticing that's an entire set. <laughs> and then he outsmarts it. That's the greatest thing. <laughs> he outsmarts the camera. <laughs> and so it's just like, ah. It just disappears out of the house. And leaves. <laughs> I do love these sound effects, though. Like this, um, 
I hesitate to say soundtrack because it's definitely a sound effect, but yeah, the moaning of of a, of a disappointed camera lens. And that's it, right? We don't even. We're good. We're about to like cut away. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. Get to the cat. Then, then now it's gonna cut away to the other characters. Because in this continu- continuity, nothing's been in the cellar yet. Exactly. Yes. Well, here comes. And now a totally different movie. <laughs> and now Airplane Three. <laughs> this always reminds me of like a young Marsha Gay Harden. Oh, I can see that. And then this guy comes in with, I don't know what kind of hair he's rocking, but it's it's weird. He's got a nice little puffed in the front. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a rich man's mullet. Mr. Mr. Hair. Like semi-inspiration from MacGruber. It's a little MacGruber, a little Ken doll. Yeah. It is kind of MacGruber-ish. He's definitely got the members-only jacket. You can tell by that collar. <laughs> What's this I read? Will Forte signs on for Evil Dead 2 Remake? <laughs> I know who he's playing. Yeah, he's useless in this film. Yes, here we go, craziness. That deer is creepy. The deer is creepy. It doesn't stop being creepy. <laughs> no. Yeah, now we're gonna get. Let's get wacky. Is the uh, the idea here? It's that Bruce Campbell intensity. We're all just waiting for this to. Yeah. Explode! I can, I can sense it. Trips. I love his his hair. Even like just looking at it, it just feels like it's just filled with muck and sweat. Like it just it just feels like he's in the moment right now. He just clocks in, dunks his head in a bucket of caro. <laughs> it's a whole room full of bookcases. I'm doomed. <laughs> <laughs> His worst fear. <laughs> Creeping around his house. If something like just moved around in the background, that would scare the hell out of me. <laughs> there we go. And keep that damn necklace. If you held it under sunlight over an ant, you could probably burn it. Oh, the pathos of Bruce Campbell. For your consideration. (laughs) His hair does look shellac, though. You're right. When did they board up the house? Or it was boarded up when he got there, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. She just floats away, right? Yeah, she kind of goes, Wah! Inspiration for Thriller, maybe? I love how this looked amazing in 1987. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, just looks like an action figure with the wrong head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, boob. <laughs> Zombie boob. Claymation boob. And no! <laughs> okay, so that just happened. <laughs> there we go. Here's where we stretch the realm of what hurts versus what's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he gives a look like, ugh. <laughs> okay, Bruce, we have to take this scene again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even happening. <laughs> He's just in the chair. And then this little shriek. He's like, ah. <laughs> the little... Table leg up there against the window. Or boarded up. Huh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this is just Bruce Campbell throwing himself around a room and slamming his arm into things. <laughs> Crunch. Work shed. <laughs> oh, God. And he makes it work. That's acting. I, oh, I gotta yeah. tell you. Yeah. And he got a lot of praise from critics for this movie. Work I don't think this was really reviled. No, Ebert's quoted on the cover. I think because he adds that level of humor to it, you know what I mean? If he had just played it straight and serious, this movie would you know, never have been as, as widely regarded as it is. I mean, I think, like, too, about, in terms of, like, comedy, it's between Bruce Campbell and Jim Carrey as my favorite, like, physical comedians. I think they're really good at just knowing how to throw their body around for the sake of the scene. Not Jaleel White? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, th this movie pretty much got Bruce uh, Briscoe County Jr. What didn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, that came. Right. That came. Did that come? That came before Army of Darkness, right? I think it's like right around the same. Uh, it's the same time. Because but, yeah, I mean, started, it was between this and Army of Darkness. Okay. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> what what enters the room? Uh, <laughs> this dummy on a chainsaw, <laughs> just running around. <laughs> I imagine like pitching the scene must have been terrifying, but then seeing this like, yeah, that's that's what that looks like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, guys, the headless corpse of Ash's dead girlfriend comes in with a chainsaw and just starts terrorizing him. Versus, we got this prop on a skateboard and there's like a chainsaw on his ass. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Fine. 
I think uh, this this movie Bruce's performance is second only to his in Congo. <laughs> what about Mikhail's Navy? Mikhail's Navy. Ah, that, that one's a third <laughs> place. I'm the man with the screaming brain. <laughs> I love I love Ash. Like even though it's a decapitated head resting inside of this vice, he's like I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Ca- oh no, never mind. A bloody <laughs> blood spewing. I just showed the shadow. Very tasteful. Yeah. You don't want a movie to be too, you know, too much. You don't want to go over the top or anything. <laughs> yeah. It's too much to handle that kind of nonsense. I love his defeated look right here. He's like, uh, <laughs> lights. <laughs> Better lock that door. <laughs> don't go in It there. takes a lot out of you severing the you know, skull down the middle of the chainsaw. It's, just, it's rough, rough work. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the shot coming out of the windmill when he's got two heads. Army of Darkness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just notice that now. It's getting bigger. <laughs> and like, because I the use of mirrors in this movie and these in the series is fantastic. The first one you get oh, the yeah. water. This one you get that amazing, this amazing scene that's coming up. Then the third one, you just break it into pieces and have just a ton of little, <laughs> little Bruce Campbell's terrorized big Bruce Campbell. I guess I'll put this chainsaw down. And it's not a double barrel shotgun. Well, this is a sequel. Yes. <laughs> If they were, if they made a fourth, they could match Phantasm too. <laughs> there you go. He, 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 he grabbed a few shells, so you know he has all the ammo he needs. Unlimited. Unlimited ammo. Might as well wear a bandana. He also has the rocket launcher. <laughs> He's sneaking up on the chair, but that bookshelf is sneaking up behind him. <laughs> Little does he know. I. <laughs> all the furniture is gathered in concert, in concert to attack. I love how so we, he's on such a short, like, short leash in terms of how he's keeping himself together. Because he's like, the second this chair stops, he's like, oh, fuck it, I'm out of here. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like that, he's like, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> that's too much for him to handle. The chair stopped rocking on its own. It just broke his brain. Oh, yes, this is great. Here we go. The beer scene. Checks in with himself. He's like, how you doing? <laughs> so you think that uh, Ted Raimi is the fake champ in that shot? Wouldn't be surprised. That's a because that's such a creative idea. It's like even like the first one, it's like, what if he sticks his hand on the mirror and the mirror just turns into water? And this one's like, what if he just jumps out at himself on the mirror? It's like that's such a great idea. I just love the inventiveness of Sam Raimi in these movies. Oh yeah, it's crazy and genius. And it's such there's not there's really nothing like it. Still, it's it's such guys having fun making movies. Despite the, the physical pain that Bruce Campbell and Ted Raimi had to go through to make said movies. Yes. And now we get to this. The hand goes evil. 
And it's so easy when you're trying to mix uh, two genres, especially comedy and horror, to go too far one way or the other. You know what I mean? Too yeah. goofy or, or, or just too horrific. And this just strikes such a good balance between the two. Uh, that's what you know, like you say, you know, that it really isn't anything else like it because you know other movies have tried and kind of failed with that in a lot of ways. I mean, this really mixes the slapstick with the, the horror elements in, in a really cool and unique way, I think. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I could also, I could see this actually being terrifying to, like, someone of the wrong young age and <laughs> not seeing the humor if this is their first experience of something this grotesque and crazy. This is more Charlton Heston. <laughs> right. Screaming to the sky. You bastards, give me back my hand. Ah. You blew the bridge up! <laughs> you maniacs! Maniacs! Meanwhile... And now, fodder. Obvious fodder. Oh yeah, it's this guy. It was a big time where people drove big American cars. And tied their sweater in knots over their shoulders. With their kerchief. It's like a double <laughs> knot situation there. She's comfy in the upper clavicle region. And thus their investigation ends. <laughs> <laughs> And this was supposed to be Holly Hunter. Oh, huh. I can see that. Instead, they got Kelly McGillis. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she's suddenly like she has attitude now. <laughs> this other woman's here. Why is uh, Greg Kinnear's sweaty southern cousin in this movie? That really feathers my hair. <laughs> Love that acid wash jacket too that she's got. Y'all into crazy tree sex parties? <laughs> Look, I'll run you down there, but I got a hill uh, the Hills Have Eyes audition at nine thirty, so we gotta hurry this up. <laughs> Here we go. And after after that I'm auditioning for Texas Chainsaw Three, it's gonna be a busy weekend. Texas Chainsaw 3 takes place before Texas Chainsaw 2. (laughs) (laughs) If I wash the hand, it'll be okay. (laughs) Just wash this off. Just put some water on it. (laughs) That'll stop the possession. I tried to walk it off. I I I tried rubbing dirt on it. That didn't work. (laughs) You tried rubbing it, but you just can't get the demon out. This is great right here because he flips himself. That, like, who flips themselves? Like, that's great. <laughs> this is all one shot of him doing this. That's most of it, anyway. And he totally sells it, too. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, oh, that, yeah. I think other than the film being sped up just a little, there really is no, like, effect here at all. Right here is just him knocking himself senseless. <laughs> And 
and he he gives the hand its own identity, which is a oh yeah, it's two separate people. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I love this. <laughs> it's trying to crawl so we can get it uh, an hatchet. We get a point of view shot from the hand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's silly. The hand doesn't have eyes. And then we get a shot of Bruce Campbell feeling successful because he outsmarted his own hand. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Causing himself great pain. <laughs> With his teeth. That's how you start chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they use this shot in Army of Darkness to recap what happened. <laughs> My hand went bad. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Moonshot in HD. Awesome. It's the X-Files. You're going to fight or, the future. Or E.T. E. <laughs> Denim girl. Members only lad. <laughs> Preppy chick. And cooter. <laughs> okay, I like this bit of trivia. During the scene where the severed head of Ash's girlfriend bites his hand and before embarking for the tool shed, Bruce Campbell says the single line, work shed. This line was later redubbed in prose production due to the quality of the audio, giving it a strange, slightly disproportionate sound to the audio. Nine years later, while filming his cameo in Escape from L.A., the first thing Kurt Russell said to Bruce Campbell on the set was jokingly, say work shed. <laughs> this just makes Kurt Russell more awesome because he's a fan of the Evil Dead series. Very much. Farewell to arms. Farewell to arms. <laughs> Easiest joke in the movie. <laughs> hey, it's Merle from The Walking Dead. <laughs> he's made a, no, I, I like Bruce Campbell. Um, he, he's, made a, he's made a tourniquet out of duct tape and a dish, a dish towel. This is, this is rough television week. Lost uh, Merle and Colt this week. Yeah. I gotta say, there's this movie, uh, one of Oliver Stone's earliest movies, called The Hand with Michael Caine, where uh, he has a hand that is possessed. It's the hand, of course, of a serial killer, and he has it transplanted onto his own arm. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) And Bruce Campbell is more convincing with a possessed hand. Than, uh, than Michael Caine. The two-time Academy Award winner, Michael Caine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Hand. Oh, my God. This sounds bad. 81. Same year as first Evil Dead. Right. It's an early Oliver Stone Oliver movie. Stone movie. It's based on a novel. Bruce McGill. Charles Fleischer. Roger Rabbit's in it. Oh, okay. I got to watch it. Got to see it. Laughing. What is the sound of one hand laughing? I love that the hand is the true villain of the film. It is. I love that the hand can make sounds. 
<laughs> and here we go. Let's just overload it with gore once again. I want to drink from the fire hose. And it's not enough that it comes out of this hole, but every hole in this wall. When uh, Pat Oswald does that bit about the gravy pipe, this is what I think about. <laughs> like, it's everywhere. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> that it changes colors, because why not? Here we go, yes. Home sweet home. <laughs> and now the house reacts, and the deer becomes even scarier. <laughs> like, that's terrifying. <laughs> Again, it's like goofy as hell, but but also very very creepy. It's unnerving. I woke up with a deer staring at me like that. Oh my god! Beauty and the Beast from Hell. Yeah, but okay. So this house, this the house coming like becoming possessed. Everything in the it just kills me. Especially when Bruce Campbell does this, where he gets into oh, it. Oh yeah. And then he, when he when he like walks up to the lamp and goes like up and down with it, that's the best part of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> I wonder what that was like on set because you didn't have all the sound you said stuff moving and Bruce screaming Maybe they were just still making sounds of me. I imagine Ted uh, Raimi was there. <laughs> you know, yeah. just, sh just shrieking things. He played the deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now here's a scare that makes like, or not a scare, but here's just like a scene that makes kind of no sense. Bruce Campbell's going to walk to this door and the camera's going to be facing him. So he should clearly see what's going to happen coming. But he's still like surprised by it. It's not even the case. It's just he's facing exactly what's jumping at him. That's the that's the thing. It is cool how this movie just like drops from being you know goofy to like back to being dead serious again. It's like what is going to happen? It's really fat, frantic to just slow, nice, easy shot. Well, he could have been hanging around the side of the house and flipped around real quick. I mean, he jumped right through the doorway. And it was pretty. He wasn't exactly standing on the door. <laughs> like they're coming, they're coming from the side. Yeah, he, he had a second to, to to realize, like, oh, there's someone in the door right now. <laughs> really, take no prisoners on this whole thing.
<laughs> now, for this one, I believe Raimi wanted to do Army of Darkness, but couldn't get, like, proper budget. So he left it off for it. So he just established okay. the idea that he... So he established it, yeah. they want, That's what he wanted to do, the medieval storyline, but... It wasn't going to be possible with the money he was getting. Like, how it even started. Like, that's the end of the first one, I guess. Like, it just jumps back yeah, to medieval times. Yeah, I, I don't know where he wanted that, but that's what, what he said, is that when they went into production for a second one, that was the script originally, and there was no way they were going to be able to pull it off. I, I do like the ambition that's seen at the end of this film, where it's like, fuck it, let's go for it, guys. <laughs> I'll dress up myself. Let's do this. <laughs> the guy's a vet. He's got dog tags. Yeah, he, he must have served He's in uh, Grenada. Nicola Wars. <clears throat> I hope you rot down there. I just met you. I have no idea what's going on, but... Rot. I guess it didn't hit her that bad since her, you know, her arm's still on. Everything's gonna be fine. Bobby Joe. <laughs> oh, oh, she's taking, oh, she, she's taking off the sweater. As I said, she untied her sweater. That's as naked as she gets. This means business. Has she been in anything else? She looks like straight up 80s television actress. Yeah, she really. I don't think she's done anything else of note. Let me see here. Yeah, no, literally. Chud 2. <laughs> oh, well, of course. That's it. The Academy recognized her for that. Those right? are literally her only two credits. I forgot about that one. Those are only two credits, Evil Dead 2 and Chud, Chud 2. Did, so are you saying we could have a double feature night? Didn't, 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 see, didn't, didn't consider acting as the, uh, the way to go. She got offered Chud 1, but she's, she only does 2. Sure. <laughs> Here's Ted Raimi. Didn't he have, like, massive problems with the suit? Um, not so much massive problems. More of he was just really not comfortable wearing it. Yeah. Well, then it, it like, soaked up his sweat and became, yeah. like, super heavy. Yeah. If you push hard enough, Bruce, it'll pop up. He wants to earn their trust by having them release yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Barry, who plays the, the woman... Uh, Annie. Uh, she doesn't even have a, a Wikipedia page. Everyone else does. <laughs> that means she's nobody. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Come on. Uh oh. <laughs> Grab him by the head. <laughs> oh, I love the yes. <laughs> Go. Oh, it's all I remember I uh, when I first 
I, I went over to like my uncle's house when I was really little, and I remember seeing this movie where this eyeball came out and went into someone's mouth. And forever I thought maybe I was just crazy. That <laughs> didn't happen when I finally got a hold of Evil Dead 2. Because it was on like an HBO channel or whatever when I first saw it, but it was the, it was a memory. I was like, ah, oh, this is the movie. So I had seen the scene from it, but out of context. And... I love how elaborate this like cellar door closing is, where there's all these little locks and things. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> oh my god! Did it stop? Nope. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and this is the kind of stuff where, you, like, you have that kind of zany scene of an eyeball popping around. You're going to get to more of it where oh, you're yeah. just, like, base, like, straight up fighting the deadites and they're just running all around the house. It's very much... Uh, you see all of that in Remy's other films and, like, the Spider-Man films, too. Like, the whole Doc, the whole Doc Ock sequence. Oh, Spider-Man yeah. Too. Complete, I was all into that. Just, I'm like, oh, this is just Raimi just having fun now. He's just doing his thing with the camera. I was totally thrilled when I first saw that. I was wow. Now, the eyeball thing, I mean, it, it works as it's, like, gross and hilarious. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> She's now comforted on the man that she just said that she wanted to rot. The, the things have changed, man. <laughs> you listen to me. You listen to me now. It's my Alpha Melina. That is not Ted Raimi, I'd like to point out. Oh, I thought that was a really good latex mask. <laughs> I like how what's his, the blonde guy? He's a uh, he's wearing her neckerchief. Yeah, what is up with that? He has a headache, apparently. So that's the furthest she's gonna strip down, boys. Don't do it. Yeah, there is a surprising lack of nudity in this movie, <laughs> for being a sequel and all. Yeah, clay zombie boobs, deadite boobs. That was good, but that was like ages ago now. I mean, people in the theater are probably like, okay, a lot of this gore stuff, where are the boobs? (laughs) There's not nearly as much tree raping as there was in the last movie. (laughs) Yeah, the damage of this one is crazy. What? What, Brandon? I said the the deadites in this one just have a crazy look to them compared to the other two movies. Yeah. Got this kind of like fish, like aquatic look. Yeah, this is more of the. Um... So he had a headache and then became a deadite. Okay. Who did uh, who did reanimate uh, the like H.R.R. Lovecraft version of Evil Dead? <laughs> this Evil Dead too. <laughs> I love that little just <laughs> leaps across the screen. He eats hair. Yeah. And she just stands back there like, oh my gosh. And the, my hair! And the teeth on him are just so nasty. <laughs> like, they're like rows of teeth. Kind of looks like Nick Nolte. He does kind of look like Nick Nolte. But still more clear in voice. Oh, 
Puppets, you filthy coward. We locked in the basement and beat the crap out of. Clearly she was told to go big also on the acting. And he's full of Gatorade. She really gives up on her boyfriend quickly. He's like, get him. More fun with goo on the camera. Well, we lost, a we lost one. It's a shot from the back of the box. Yep. It's everybody terrified. Okay, so they killed Fred from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and I guess the, the cooter guy is like shaggy. <laughs> I guess the, the girl with the sweater vest must be Velma. Well, she's got to be kind of like Fred, right? She's got the neckerchief. Well, she, I thought he had, the, he had the neckerchief around his head. It was, I thought he was, it was, oh, okay, it was okay. the origin story of Fred's neckerchief. Oh, okay. So it came from Velma. Gotcha. Denim Daphne. <laughs> Denim Daphne. There you go. <laughs> Interesting use of framework there on the clock. <laughs> yeah. Are we getting the, uh, the everyone looks in various directions scene? Is that? Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> Berg again. There we go. I want to know well, who. Sam all over the clock. <laughs> I want to know who first came up with the idea of when there are noises going on all around you, show the camera watching you watch where those noises are coming from. <laughs> Maybe it could have been Raimi. Maybe Raimi came up with this. So who would win in a Deadite battle, Cheryl or Henrietta? Um... I'd probably say Henrietta due to morphing abilities. Although Cheryl is more of a persistent nuisance in the first movie. I don't know. I think the uh, the deadite that's stuck in the pit in Army of Darkness seems like he seems like a survivor. For the the badass. Not bad at no the dead eye that's in like the in the pit towards the beginning of Army. Of oh yeah. Point at it, yes, because we don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> For those of you at home, it's in there. <laughs> like that, you're the curious. She has a giant belt buckle too. I love that it's like this big thing about him walking into one room over and so she's like I'll go with you <laughs> like it's this huge deal let me get a flashlight here's the useless lantern from Evil Dead 1 enjoy <laughs> we kept it here for continuity even though we don't care too much about continuity all the lights are on
What happened to your hand, by the way? I cut it off. <laughs> With a chainsaw. That was black stuff on it, and I couldn't wash it off. <laughs> it will kill you later. <laughs> Someone made this bed. We came anyway. Aww. What? 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 <laughs> Mind whooshes? <laughs> he breaks into this world <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Sorry, I always do that when I enter into a new room. I'm actually a good guy. I'm here to tell you exactly what you need to destroy the thing. <laughs> Let's all look separately at it. Oh, though... They do something? Hmm. Like, which one? That's a lot of pages. It's zombie. What a world, what a world, what a world. So, wherever he he went to in the afterlife, you get your face painted. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I don't think he was having a bad time. Playing some candy corn. Cotton candy. <laughs> V for Vendetta's brother, X for Exposition. <laughs> <laughs> How successful was this movie, Brandon? Uh, this was pretty good. Um, it wasn't like gangbusters, but it did uh, a, a, close to $11 million and it was only it only cost three and a half. So that's like that's a major hit in the 80s for horror. So, I mean, that's... It's double the budget and more. Yes, I mean, the, the the massive successes of horror back in the 80s weren't like, oh, I made $80 million at the box office. It was, you know, you, you spent four on a movie and you got anywhere from 12 to 20 back. That was huge. And certainly for Some, yeah, a movie like this that is low budget, doesn't have name people in it compared to something like a new Wes Craven horror experience or something like that. Yeah, I I mean, it had Sam Raimi, director of uh, Evil Dead and uh, Crime... Was it Crime Wave? Crime Wave. Crime Wave. Yep. Which... Wasn't for Crime Wave, we wouldn't have seen this. And if it wasn't for Dark Man, we probably wouldn't have seen Army of Darkness. Right. I forget. So Dark... Dark, Dark Man didn't do well box office-wise, I guess. Um... Did it do, what did it do? Because because it does have two sequels, so it's like clearly there's somebody. It's for Dark. Well, it's set up. It's set up the Taken series, right? Obviously, yeah. And it had straight to video sequels. Oh, yeah. it it uh made close to thirty four million dollars. Of what, like a eleven? Made fifteen million foreign. Um, it budget's not listed on Box Office Mojo. It's got to be a got to be a good uh, home video hit too, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's enough back then. Yeah. 
Because that's it was a, different. This is pre. This is a. Uh, what year was Darkman? Ninety-two. Ninety-two. I mean, things were just like jumping out huge. All I mean, you had Batman, and things were just starting yeah. to be that way. So. And that's what it was. It was. Just, it was Sam Raimi's. Well, he wanted to do the Shadow, but he couldn't do the Shadow, so he made his own superhero, Darkman. Yeah. And you know, he had a Danny Elfman score going on. Like, yeah, he had everything he needed to make this kind of his version of a superhero movie, pre-Spider-Man, of course. <laughs> Young Liam Neeson and the Young Liam Neeson. He wanted to use Bruce Campbell, but they didn't want they didn't want Bruce Campbell Universal. Yep. They wanted someone else with a bigger. But they cloud. allowed Bruce to show up for two seconds at the end. Yeah, teasing us with what could have been. And Bruce was meaning allowed doing the the Maniac Cop, right? Yeah. And then they shoot him out of the sequel for in favor of Robert Davi, massive superstar Robert Davi. License to kill is Robert Davi. License kills Robert Davi, Die Hard's Robert Davi. I love that painting. It's like, yeah. it's like this is my superhero I made up in third period. <laughs> These are ancient, ancient scrolls. This drawing of some guy in a blue shirt. <laughs> it's like his ten-year-old nephew's drawings. Darkman, the sequels, featured Arnold Vosloo as the new Peyton Westlake. Arnold Vosloo, of course, is the mummy, as well as Zartan in the G.I. Joe film, which we've also done a commentary for. And Habib Marwan in the fourth season of 24. That's right. Fourth or third? Fourth. Fourth? Yes. Okay. That was the season that got them huge viewership. That's when it started becoming massive. Why that season? I I don't know. People, I think because it, it kind of rebooted it. Okay, and it I guess started, so. uh, with the like two nights, four hour marathons is when they started, and they oh. it was when they ran them all new in a row. Okay, so picked up then. But it was really easy for someone who hadn't seen the show. It was really easy to come in right there. I love how big they go in the acting for these scenes, like Bruce Campbell. <laughs> the way he, oh, no, he puts a gun in his face and he yells at him, No, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the the nuanced performance that Cooter is giving over here. Your stupid writing. What good did it do us now? Where's your pages now, eh, Moses? <laughs> and no good come out of no books, no how. So it will come out good. Don't hit me in the back of the head. That won't help me search for Bobby Joe. <laughs> well, the Asher's clothes are just, just. I mean, God. man, yeah. You covered him in blood, and then you you wiped it off a little bit, and you covered it in dirt. It's tons of layers of just grime. We'll get to some more very bloodiness coming up soon. Those nasty blood stains. You've tried scrubbing them out. You've tried rubbing them out, but now. With a case of zombie gone, you'll get it out in no time. Hey, look at her. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Ed- at least 
Go, Jim. I was going to say, at least this tree is classy enough when it rapes the chick to, like, get her out of the out of the open. You know what I mean? Takes her back to his place. <laughs> he kisses her goodnight. Right. Bobby Joe! Bobby Joe. <laughs> He just leaps when he gets hit in the head. <laughs> yeah. I'm just knocking everybody down. <laughs> we uh, we talked over the death of Bobby Joe, but uh, Ramy went for a cut where you, you see her getting dragged through the woods horribly and. Uh, Originally, they were just going to, like, split her apart and, like, really destroy her. But they cut that out and just went for the classier smash cut to the glass smashing on the ground instead. <laughs> but there... He's a gentleman. Yeah. And, yeah, now Bruce Campbell's back to being evil Ash for some reason. <laughs> like, really, he just turned for, like, no apparent reason. <laughs> Well, he's out in the woods. Too many, too many shotgun yeah. smackings, I guess. Well, we saw we saw the possession swarming towards them, so it was in the area. Uh, yeah, okay. Love was in the air. I got it. it was, it's the not as cool knife. Yep. Because it's this weird, like rich pure bone. Yeah. The handle's still there, I guess. So that's something. Was Chud 2 before or after this? After. 89. So that was her swan song. Yeah. That's when she's like, you know what? I've done all I need to do here. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the most loved horror sequels of all time. I'm out. I have, Drop I've the mic. Ex- I have expressed myself. <laughs> I proved my drama teacher wrong. I'm in two movies. <laughs> two more than she was ever in. And now I am a drama teacher. <laughs> Sarah, out. It's funny how this movie kind of conforms to having like a lone female character fighting off an evil brooding guy somewhere. Oh. But then the Oop, whoops. Bobby Joe. But the, the Bobby Ow. The, oh. But the the structure of this movie as well as the movies in general. The structure of this movie I guess is the weirdest just because of how it kind of starts out where it goes and how it ends. Like it's a very non-traditional horror story. <laughs> I mean, it's just stuff happening, and then yeah. <laughs> here's a portal in the next movie. Like, Arm- Army of Darkness is really the most conventional one. Yeah. Because it's, it's made by Universal Studios, so they need, to, they need a movie that can be <laughs> comprehensible for mass audiences. Damn, they scream doors. They were just worse than bookshelves. Wow, I can't believe she's showing that much collarbone. I like. Pretty sexy. She's, she's. 
this is more of like the she keeps screaming. <laughs> oh well, she was screaming. I'll stop then. <laughs> she just cracked it. Put pressure on that knife even more. Don't pull the thing out of you. That's not a good-looking knife. Oh, God. That's funny. Nobody gets even close to as bloody as Bruce. Well... Anybody? Well, well, he's going to turn into just nothing but blood in a second. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, she's got, like, this, like, green mark on her shirt. Yeah, true. Well, she can, she'll get covered in a second, but it'll just dry off very instantly. <laughs> Suppose, but I, I know what you're saying, yeah, Bruce just... Yeah. Well, her pants are ripped a little bit. You'd think after getting stabbed in the gut like that, he'd be bleeding out like Tim Roth and Reservoir Dogs, you know? Yeah. No, it's okay. She stabbed him in the middle of the chest. <laughs> right, there's no blood there. Yeah, he, it's a clean pass. He's a bloodless bastard. I mean... Scotty, when he pulled the little twig out, he just flowed. <laughs> Here, Mom. <laughs> so she told. She totally. He totally dies all because of her incompetence. And then this happens. I mean, she stabs him in the gut. She leaves him right there by the <laughs> basement door. This is everywhere. <laughs> it had been a fun day. It's Fago. I love how it just keeps bubbling from underneath, too. It is pretty foamy. <laughs> and yeah, now she has like a dollop on her. <laughs> Really crush that wall. No bookshelf came down on her though. She's okay. Yeah, that's that was her saving grace, really. That and the necklace that happens to be here. Yeah, the necklace. That, it's yeah, we're totally dry. In the skull. I'm glad they didn't skimp on the chin for Bruce's yeah, dead no, eye design. They, I was just going to say they extended even further. It's almost like a Jay Leno chin or so much. Yeah, what do you got? Talk about dead eggs. <laughs> this music's hilarious. This week on General Hospital. Maniacs! Alright, so he's alright. I like how she's gonna keep attacking him too. <laughs> like repeatedly. <laughs> to which when he goes, Damn it! I said I'm alright. I got better. <laughs> Can't you tell by the, the lack of craziness on my face? <laughs> 
So he, he calms her down. Says I'm alright now. Relaxes against this wall. <laughs> Axe again. <laughs> Damn it! I feel like he took like eyebrow he took eyebrow arching lessons like between Evil Dead One and Two because he's like doing it great <laughs> in this movie. He probably tied little weights to his eyebrows just so he could like you know train those muscles in his face. <laughs> ran up some ran up and down steps every day also. I picture a whole '80s training montage just for his brow. Ruby. <laughs> And Ted Raimi as Henrietta. Here we go. This little quick montage is just great. <laughs> when did the blade come out of the chainsaw? They 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 cleaned it. Ah. Any other music here? The most heroic part possible. <laughs> to spin noise to the shotgun. And what's the thing he could say? Groovy. Did you notice on the other one, Abe thought I was quoting Duke Nukem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. You said hell like, with the king. for me. Yeah, for those listening, Abe has not seen Evil Dead 2. He's, he only just recently saw Evil Dead 1, so those of you who are just listening to this one didn't listen to the first one. Yeah, he, he had just seen Evil Dead before we did the commentary for it. He needs to rectify this. <laughs> we could just open the cellar door. We had to carve it in half. It's much more dramatic that way. Didn't have the keys for that lock. <laughs> I guess. I like how rather than destroying the pages, Henrietta just, just decided to like put them somewhere else. <laughs> Unless the whole plan was to try and get Bruce Campbell to suck himself back in time. <laughs> <laughs> to fulfill the prophecy exactly. that ends them. Yeah. And I think I saw Freddy Krueger Club on the door just then. Mm-hmm. I think it was stolen from the set of the second one, of Freddy's Revenge. Huh. All the gourds hanging up again. Gotta have the gourds. Like, where are we supposed to find Gord Sim? It's not evil then if we don't have Gord's hanging from the cellar. Boy, this remake totally sucked. They didn't have one Gord in the cellar. Yeah. I hated the whole movie. It's like they didn't even... It's like they heard of the Evil Dead and then went and made it. Like, they didn't really, weren't really fans. Ben. No Gord's in the cellar. Fail. Ben Lyons. <laughs> His thoughts on Evil Dead. <laughs> 
Ah, it's just a generator, a water heater. So there's a water heater down there. <laughs> well, that's what's left of him. Move, move out of my way, skeleton and rats. There's pages here. Intact and dry, no less, too. They were muddied in the first shot. He tried. He, I saw him. You know, he, he, he just blew into him. I <laughs> <laughs> cleaned him up. Gourds, gourds, gourds. And drills. They're really big drills. I'll just throw them like that. There you go. It perfectly doesn't paper. scatter. And paper, and paper doesn't scatter or float or I threw 15 like pages just... up 15 steps right then. Cut out the shot where he rubber bands it. It'll be on the uh, the third Blu-ray release. The there is a there is a third Blu-ray release coming in there. Of what? Evil Dead Two. Is there? Yes. There's a. Somebody else got a hold of it now because there's the Anchor Bay one. There's the Lionsgate, and there's one coming out next month. Really? Is there anything, yeah. Is there anything on it? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's one of those. I don't know how you, I don't know you can top the Lionsgate release. It really is the best release I've seen of this movie. <laughs> Ted Raimi flying above her with the big giant hole in the in the crotch of the costume. Nice wire work. Yeah. Did Ang Lee film this scene? <laughs> Yo. She bitch. <laughs> Go get some. <laughs> Smacks it around. Full Harry has in the next one, too. It's great. Yep. <laughs> it's like the Why does it sound like a monkey? Why does it sound like a monkey? Why is not the kind of question you ask. <laughs> Why did the mother turn into I don't know what? <laughs> I never noticed the tongue before. <laughs> it's got like a tongue inside of its crazy mouth. Fun fact, Ted Raimi can actually do that trick with his neck. <laughs> yeah, that was an prosthetic. Yeah, that was a weird scene in Xena when he did that. <laughs> it's a special episode. Yeah, Jock Jockster's big neck. Just blast this thing. Sparks. Wow, I get a lot of product burn off. 
crushed it, guys. Nailed that one. <laughs> All right, what's next? We got the pages. I gotta go shoot the tree now or what? Give me some spellcasting words, baby. I love how this is like an excuse to get Bruce Campbell's like arm to show to show off his biceps. Of this scene. <laughs> I feel like this is like a Bruce request. He's like, can we like rip my shirt off at some point so I can show show my biceps? Bruce was proud of his workout routine that summer. Yeah, he and Stallone trained for this in Rambo too. <laughs> It's so now the forest is literally just like fuck it. <laughs> it's, the end, it's the end of the two towers. Yeah, yeah, the ants are attacking. Yeah, it's funny they did two whole movies surrounding this cavern, cabin, this same cabin. If you want to yeah. take it as straight continuity. They found a. They found enough material. <laughs> and here we go. We get the reveal of what the camera is. In a second. Those trees are angry. the weirdest remake of the Lorax I've ever seen. <laughs> Here we go. Here's, like, what is that? It makes flowers die and Bruce Campbell's hair turn white. Yes. It's just too much to handle. Did they take that from Elm Street, too? The white streak in the hair? Huh, Maybe. And the hand is her downfall. Yeah, crafty SOB hand. And then this giant tree hand comes in. (laughs) (laughs) That is like, oh my god. (laughs) Sanity. It's like a God of War boss or something. <laughs> they didn't. Let's they do didn't. Barada Nikto. The uh, the sub the subtitler got lazy on my on my Blu-ray. It says speaking in foreign language. <laughs> I don't even have subtitles in mine. <laughs> <laughs> I like Campbell's last stand. Just, just stick it in the eye. <laughs> what kind of color goop haven't we used yet? Purple? Purple? Okay. <laughs> now the logic with that, with like using all the different colors of goo, is like because they couldn't use, they didn't want to use blood red because that would get them like an NC set or like an X or whatever. Yeah. So they just used everything else because that was okay. <laughs> Classic. 
classic Dino Dealerentis. It makes it a more colorful film. This is that's my favorite shot in the movie, where the entire stove goes over his head. That, that, that kills me. That is that is the funniest thing to me. Oh my god, the entire stove just goes over his head. Just kind of lazy. Oh, the bookshelf, the bookshelf. Oh, he shouldn't have trusted it. That's really his problem. But that just the lazily lifting stove, like traveling over his head, it just kills me every time. <laughs> how much of a trip this movie is like you would you would not expect this movie to end where it ends no <laughs> seeing it for the first time is like what <laughs> I do like this forced perspective. It's like, yeah. It's a red warrior. <laughs> it's a deadite. I do like how Army of Darkness kind of eschews this ending for the sake of just making him a slave at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Run away! Run away! I got this, guys. Really nails that thing. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Blasts his head to pieces. And now we get Sam Raimi cameo as the knight who speaks. <laughs> the knight who says... Look at, that, look at that acting. That that loud acting behind a mask. Oh, yeah. There he is. He looks like a young Gary Oldman. <laughs> Bruce wants nothing of this. No. It's like that drawing we saw. Except he's not wearing a hat. He'll earn it. This <laughs> ending. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, so that was Evil Dead too. Wow. <laughs> Another short one. Yes, it went by pretty quick. And again, like you said, who who would have thought that would have been the ending going into this movie? You know, I know I sure didn't the yeah. first time I saw it. It's just so far out. I mean, everything's grounded in modern day and no hint of going there. But it's there in the film. But yeah, They just... set it up for sure. It's just you wouldn't think that that's actually what no. happened. 
Yeah. Well, and the movie doesn't have, I mean, it, it's still, I mean, while it had more money than the first one, it's still such a low-budget movie, you, would, you wouldn't expect to go somewhere like that. Yeah, you wouldn't expect them to, to time travel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's, that's going to bring us to a close on our second recorded commentary for the night. First commentary that you guys listen to today, I assume, unless you listen to these back-to-back just as we record these commentaries back-to-back. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for right now, Farron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews as well as at wisetheblue.com for Blu-ray reviews. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash aaronsps3. Uh, Brandon? You can follow me on Twitter at btpeters, and all my stuff I write goes on Mendelssohn's Memos. Cool, and I will, yes, I will link to your Evil Dead retrospectives as well in the show notes for this. Jim Dietz. HHWLED.com is where you can find a veritable plethora of uh, podcasting goodness, including out now with Aaron and Abe, with uh, Aaron Newith, who is uh, on, on you know, this show that you're listening to now, Walking Dead TV podcast, Legion of Dudes, a bunch of uh, great stuff. Check it all out at HHW. LOD.com and uh, also my weekly uh, review, comics review blog, Weekly Geekly Reader, is available there. Great. And, of course, you can find all the other episodes of this show, which is normally a film podcast, talking about new movies weekly on iTunes. Um, email us, outnowpodcast at gmail.com. What are your thoughts on the Evil Dead trilogy? Love to hear them. Facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and Twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. You can follow and like those pages and uh, you know catch up with, with us. We like interacting with the listeners and everything. Uh, Jim, Brandon, thank you for joining me to discuss the, the first two Evil Dead movies. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. And I, uh, I'm looking forward to the remake, so uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it for uh, for this special commentary episode. So until next time, so long and goodbye.